you've got a church Bible, it's on page 616. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. The moon and stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them, his love endures forever. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm, his love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder, his love endures forever. And brought Israel through the midst of it, his love endures forever. But swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, his love endures forever. To him who led his people through the desert, his love endures forever. Who struck down great kings, his love endures forever. And killed mighty kings, his love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, his love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, his love endures forever. And gave their land as an inheritance, his love endures forever. An inheritance to his servant Israel, his love endures forever. To the one who remembered us in our lowest state, his love endures forever. And freed us from our enemies, his love endures forever. And who gives food to every creature, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, his love endures forever. Another year over, and a new one just begun. Let's hope it's a good one, without any fears. Will 2017 be a good one? Will it really be without any fears? How should we respond to the year that's passed? And how can we have comfort and confidence for the year ahead? Psalm 136 has the answers. Because it tells us that the Lord, first of all, is both good and powerful. Have a look at verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. Imagine for a moment if God uh, was good but not powerful. Imagine if there were other gods or other lords who were more powerful. Imagine if he was a lame duck god. We'd live each year with disappointment. 
Imagine, on the other hand, if God was powerful but not good. Well, that's not hard to imagine, isn't it? The world is full of rulers, of dictators who are powerful but not good. We'd live each year in fear. But the truth is that the Lord is good and powerful. He's good and the God of gods and the Lord of lords. And that means you can live each year with comfort and confidence. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. But how do you know that's true? How can you be sure that he is good and powerful, that his love does endure forever? They're just claims. Is there any evidence? Has he shown this? Yes, says the psalm writer. For he made the heavens and the earth, verse 4. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. The moon and stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. Here are the great wonders of Genesis 1, that the God of God spoke and it was. But how does that show that he's good as well as powerful? Well, because he spoke and it was good. The world is not a random or arbitrary place. With his understanding, it says, he made a world of order. A world where there was day and night. And a world where there was not just day and night back then, but ever since there has been day and night, ruled by the sun and by the stars and moon. The world has been stable, predictable, reliable. Why? Not because of Isaac Newton. He didn't invent it. God did. And every day the sun comes up and the sun goes down and the psalm writer says that's a sign of God's goodness and power. I don't know about you, but I love a good sunrise. No matter how much you love sleeping in, it is worth getting out of bed if you get to see a beautiful sunrise. If you're down near the water and the clouds are are just right, not no clouds because all you see is a ball of flame, but there's enough clouds that you can see the colour change and streak across the water. It is beautiful and you say to yourself, God is extraordinary, God is creative, God is beautiful. One time we were at a conference up at Katoomba, we thought we'd see the sunrise by staying up all night. Youth leaders, don't do this. Youth group, don't do this. We stayed up all night to see the sunrise because the sunrise is worth it. Do you know what happened? It was cloudy. (laughs) We saw nothing. But whether it's cloudy or just the right amount of cloud, the same truth is there, isn't it? The fact that there is a sunrise... And the sunset shows that God is in control, he is powerful, and he is good. And each day it shows that his love endures forever. Not just each day, but each day mounts up to a year. 
Last night we celebrated the new year, didn't we? It's arbitrary, really, which day you pick. Around the world we've picked this day. But really it's like every other night, which is why it's really helpful to have some fireworks so you can know what night it is and you know you're supposed to be celebrating the year. Each day of 2016 was a sign of God's goodness and power. No matter what happened on each of those days, each day in 2015 will be a sign of his goodness and power no matter what happens on that day. Do you believe that? God is good and powerful. His love endures forever. And what are we supposed to do? Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Did you do that in 2016? Thank him for each day? Last night when you were celebrating, did you thank him for 2016 as a whole? And how will you remember this year to thank him for each day that he gives you? A reminder on your phone? A reminder on the fridge? Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures Forever, But the psalm writer said there's even more evidence. God has shown even more that he is good and powerful, that his love endures forever. It's the way that he has saved his people through history. Verse 10. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever, and brought Israel out from among them, his love endures forever. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm, his love endures forever. If you go to a Christian bookstore, you can buy a beautiful picture of a sunrise and it'll say something like, his love endures forever. For a sunrise shows you that. I guarantee you, you cannot buy a picture that verse 10 describes. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt... His love endures forever. It jars with us, doesn't it? Are you listening to it? Are you reading it? He struck down the firstborn son of Egypt. His love endures forever. How does this show that his love endures forever? Well, love is a complex thing, isn't it? It's a word that means different things at different times. I think generally we sort of have two uses of the word love. One use is that you love everyone, you be nice to everyone. The other one is falling in love with that special someone. Nice to everyone, fall in love with someone. God also has different types of love. And this, in verse 10, is different. Verses 4 to 9 is his love for the whole world. He sets up day and night and he blesses the world with stability and structure. Verse 10 is about his love for his people. Not because he fell in love with them. He chose them and made promises to Abraham and his steadfast love has endured forever since. Since then he showed his love for them. How? He saved them by judging their enemies again 
and again. So in verses 10 to 15, when the Egyptians refused to let my people go, he judged the Egyptians and saved his people because he loved them. Verses 16 to 20, as they travelled from Egypt to the land through the desert, when the kings refused to let his people go through, he judged them and so saved his people. He loves his people by judging their enemies and saving them. And he led them to the land, verse 21, and gave them the land because he loved them. God loves in a special way his chosen people. And he shows it by saving them, by judging their enemies again and again. And the psalm writer said that it isn't just previous generations that God has been doing that back in history. No, he's now done it for us. Do you notice in verse 23, it changes from third person to first person. He remembered us in our lowest state, his love endures forever, and freed us from our enemies, his love endures forever. In this last part of the book of Psalms, the fifth book of Psalms, it's written for the people who've come back from exile. God judged his people for their unfaithfulness. He gave them into the hand of their enemies. They were scattered from the land. If any time God was going to give up on his people, it would have been then. But no, his love endures forever. And he brought them back to the land. He remembered their low estate. He freed them from their enemies and brought them back to the land. To us, says the psalm writer, he showed his love to his people. He saved us by judging our enemies again and again. We know that even better than the psalm writer and his original audience. For God has loved us by saving his people, by judging their enemies. If you're here on Christmas Day, we looked at 1 John 4. God showed his great wonder. He sent his own son into the world he had made to live under the sun and the moon and the stars. He sent him as the ultimate gift to show his love that we might live through him. He sent him, do you remember, as an atoning sacrifice for our sins to deal with sin, death and the devil. That's, those are our enemies. He defeated, he judged our enemies to save us. He remembered our low estate. He freed us from our enemies. He gave heaven as our inheritance. He showed his love for his people by judging their enemies and saving them. His love endures forever. What is it, do you think, that this psalm adds to 1 John 4? If God showed his love for his people by sending his Son and saving us from our enemies, what does Psalm 136 help you to appreciate? It shows you, doesn't it? that this love that he showed at the first Christmas is not new. That he loved his people from an eternity before the first Christmas. That he was saving his people from their enemies for an eternity before the first Christmas and he'll be doing it for an eternity after the first Christmas. What is the point of this psalm? You said it about 15 times. His love endures forever. Why do you need to know that? 
Why do you need to say it all those times? Why do you need each line of evidence in this psalm? Well, the original readers, they had been freed from their enemies. They were back in the land, but they were still oppressed and still waiting for God. And we're exactly the same. God has freed us from our enemies of sin, death and the devil, but we are still oppressed and still waiting. Just think for a moment of what happened to others in 2016. No, scrap that. Just think about what happened to others during Christmas time in 2016. Those twins, both of them drowned just before Christmas. The family, the Christian family, who are out looking at Christmas lights like many of us were. And their young boy was struck down and killed by a drunk driver. And throughout all 2016, a Christian killed for his faith every six minutes throughout the world. Just think about what happened to others throughout 2016. And what happened to you in 2016? Your times of sickness, your struggles, your grief. And if that's what happened in 2016, who knows what 2017 will bring? We need to know, don't we, that the Lord is good, that his love endures forever. Paul says in Romans 8, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It seems that this year people are saying at least that a whole lot of celebrities have died and died prematurely. It seems to come with being a celebrity. We find it tragic, don't we, because we idolise them. And in particular, I think, because we see them on the big screen, we think that they're really good, they know how to fall in love with someone and stay in love with someone. They seem to know a lot about love. But when you look them up and read the article on Wikipedia, as I did this week, you scroll through their awards and the great movies that they made and you get to their personal life, and gee, it is tragic almost every time. Relationship after relationship after relationship. Each one they thought was the one, I presume. But the love did not endure. We need each of us to know that we are loved, don't we? And we want a love that endures forever. When we know that love that endures forever, you have confidence and you have comfort. Do you have that for the year ahead? And if you do, you know what to do every day of 2017, don't you? Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that you know our lives. You know what happened to us in 2016 and you know in advance what will happen in 2017. 
Father, of course, this year will be a year with fears. What a stupid lyric that is. Father, we thank you that you know what the reality will be and that you hold us in your hand for your love endures forever. We thank you for your love shown to us in each new day that you give us. Help us to be thankful. We thank you for your love shown to us in saving us from our enemies. Help us to be thankful. We pray that this year we might have comfort and confidence to face whatever you bring us, knowing that your love endures forever.